Hello everybody and welcome back to season two of the Foul Play Football Show. I'm here with my friend slash co-host Christian Mir. You are Hello. Here. Good to be back. And my other co-host Craig Baker. Didn't say friend then, <laughs> bit rude. Um, you have made me wait for 15 minutes to say that. So, Moving on to the first topic of discussion tonight, we're going to be talking about Man United. What do you mean topic discussion? Is this, is this some sort of new format that you've introduced? It is some sort of new format. It's sleek, it's fast and it's sexy. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm taken aback by this. Uh, let's go Man United. Let's Man United 5, Leeds 1. They were easily the standout team of this weekend. And I think they are well up there as title contenders. They did finish second last season, so it's not too much of an outlandish shout. But Chelsea won the Champions League. City should be better. You hope. But United, United have looked the best so far. Do you think it's one game. you think they're title contenders? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do, to be fair. I think they've signed, what, they signed Sancho, Varane. They already had a good squad there. Bruno was electric on the weekend. Everyone everyone likes to put him down. Says, you know, he's a penalty merchant. Doesn't show up in the big games. And I agree with all of that. But he was great on Saturday, so... No, I do think they can put in a, a challenge, yeah. Scored himself a little hatty. He did. I, I was impressed with that. None of them were penalties. And he just... <laughs> He just looked really sharp, didn't he, for the yeah. first game of the season? He looked like he'd been playing three weeks longer than everyone else. He did. They all look sharp. That's the most impressive part. I mean, obviously, the standout name is Bruno Fernandes, squad little hat trick. Yeah. But Paul Pogba absolutely ran the show. Was it all four assists? No. Yeah. No, he got, four, he got, he got four, four of five. the assists, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. It's amazing what a contract renewal season can do to, do to a man. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice for him to get his four assists of the season out of the way early, I suppose. <laughs> now he ain't got to redo really anything. The next uh, Greenwood scored a great goal. Yeah, I was surprised he started actually. I thought we'd go Martial. Well, they they probably watched Martial enough last season to know not to yeah, start him I again. Know. But he was talking about four three three, weren't it? They went four two three one. Pogba on the left, Greenwood up top. It's, it it is a four two three one as much as it isn't a four two yeah. three one. Yeah, it's Pogba doesn't is not a left winger. Um, it's quite interesting to see them play that well without either of the new signings yep. the big signings in and no Cavani who if you were looking for a weakness now you would say they haven't got a main striker um, they've got Greenwood but he's 12 years old so I actually count. forgot about Cavani yeah he, he does really still exist actually yeah what was he do? he's in um, Covid something to do with Covid weren't it I don't know I just think he wants to stay oh, home probably but yeah no if quick, the question is do I think they can challenge for the title? I think they can, yeah. I do think it was quite possibly the best game, opening game to have, because if you are going to attack down the left a lot, Leeds will recognise that you're attacking down the, their right-hand side and just will not do anything to uh, try and stop that. They literally, no matter how many times you get in, Leeds will never change. <laughs> no, that's, so, that's Bielsa though, isn't it? Yeah, it's always been that way. No matter what, if you can ship one early, or you know, you find a route to goal, you're probably going to be able to exploit it for the rest of the game, as we found many times last season. Do you know what it was on Saturday? It was the the high line that got him, and he's done that every club. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happens. He'll play that defensive yeah. line so high, and United just took advantage of it. Too much pace. Yeah, yeah, literally, and they just didn't change it. Like they were like 
remember Norwich when they came up and it was just like <laughs> that Farco was just like just attack, 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 and they just got blitzed every single game like because they don't defend. Sometimes yeah. you've got to switch it up, but I mean I'm not saying Bielsa's a bad oh, manager. I'm just saying you're saying you're a better manager. Than no, Bielsa. I'm that just saying like, like, it was so obvious they were getting cut open all the time. Like you've got to change it, surely. Yeah, they they were man for man, and um, obviously the person on Paul Pogba and the person on. Bruno Fernandes they were not anywhere near tight enough they were not close enough I know it was Robin Cock was chasing Bruno Fernandes around yeah. the entire game and he was like letting him get the wrong side of him letting him spin off and basics yeah I, I did expect a tighter game after Ailing absolutely flailed it into the top corner <laughs> so like a toe punt almost I was watching the game I uh, left the room for 10 minutes <laughs> to go and I, I think I was making myself a tea or something um I come back and it was 3 1. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I mean, to start off with, it was a bit of a slow burner. Yeah, I mean, it first took, half took thir- half an hour for the opening goal. First half wasn't all that. It looked good, but second half, they just stepped up and obviously conceding. They just thought, Do you know what, guys, just stop, stop messing around with Leeds now. Let's just go and pump them. I'll tell you what I did like at the unveiling of Varane before the game. That, that was pretty cool, actually. That was like. It, it was almost like it was 20 years ago. I know. Yeah. It, got, it did get the fans going, though. I wouldn't necessarily say Old Trafford's at renowned for a brilliant atmosphere, but that that was good to watch. Would you say the United fans welcomed him better than the Newcastle fans welcomed Joe Willard? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Possibly. And his little suit he was wearing, his tailor-made suit, Varane looked sharp. <laughs> Varane's a big... It's a statement signing as well it as is. an actual impressive signing. It is. Yeah, um, it is. We've discussed it personally before, haven't we? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure he's the same Varane he used to be. But he's a winner, isn't he? At the end, of the I think it doesn't matter so much because I think even a slightly less effective Rafael Varane has won everything. Yeah, him and Maguire. I can see him and Maguire being I, a good player. I don't think you stop being a good player, and if you're a good defender, you can read the game pretty well. Yeah, and he's um. He may maybe just Real Madrid have been in crisis the last couple of years, haven't they? They've been on a downhill spiral. Yeah, things like that are not going to help him. He's only one of the eleven. You know, he's not going to stop every goal. Um, maybe he needs a move. Maybe a freshen up. And he adds a ton to Man United as well. Yeah, I really hope he's crap though. Because last season, <laughs> United finished second, and as good as that is, we spent most of the seasons calling them lucky, and they they were winning games by luck, penalties penalties after the final whistle <laughs> yeah. but we were always saying like oh they're never going to compete when they've only got one good centre half yeah, and then we yeah. was looking at them as well and saying well look their right winger is is Dan James yeah, it's not good enough well. and then this summer they just went about their business yeah. they snapped up Jadon Sancho quick time and yeah. then then they've addressed the centre back as, issue as well so now when you look at that starting line it's actually solid it is yeah it's really solid Sancho and came on as well didn't he with the attacking midfielders they've got, with the the fullbacks they've got, you are going to create a lot of chances, and you can probably substitute out a not such a you know big name striker. So them going and creating, or getting the positions they needed in terms of wingers, they don't need a big striker. Mason Greenwood could get them twenty five goals this season, giving them the chances. Do you it, think twenty five? I think number. you put him on a plate for him. He's got two good feet. He's a he's a quality finisher. So yeah, I think there's no chance in hell he's throwing 25 league goals. No, that's a big shout. I just think it it depends on the service. He's not going to beat three people. In Harry Kane just scraped 25 league goals. Look at his service. 
I also not... don't think he's going to be like first choice. Twenty five is world class numbers. Twenty five is. Look at the service. Yeah, Most I, of the I understand. Best strikers. Yeah. Lewandowski does very little until he's in the box. Yeah, I. But, but also, Man United are lucky that they don't have a dependency on any one player. Because they have Martial, Marcus Rashford, Edison yeah. Cavani, Mason Greenwood, all more than capable of playing up front. Yeah, so you don't need such a big name. You don't need a focal yeah. point. Yeah, and so. as, as well as that, none of them are their main goal scorer. Because Bruno <laughs> Fernandes is. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because Bruno will get it. They goal. have such a host of firepower at their disposal that is it actually almost seems a waste that it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer managing it. <laughs> it seems alright. We reserve judgement because that first game was... was they, very, very. At good. least they play attacking football. I, I think he is improving as a manager. But I think that firepower in the hands of the best manager in the world, for example, whoever that is, is very subjective. Yeah. They would be like Champions League contenders. I think that you've hit the nail on the head as to why I think they are genuine title contenders because of that firepower mm. and the depth in general. Mm. The the only position I'd say maybe they're a little bit light is right back. Bar Wambasaka, I'm not sure there's any. Yeah, they've got Dallow's come back. Um, they seem intent on keeping him. They they were, I think people wanted to loan him out and they wanted quite a high loan fee. So they were quite keen to keep him out of the team. He's only young and he's still. Mm. So I think people have written Dallow off before he's even started. So he's still a highly rated player, were not he? You're talking about Amad Jello? No. Uh, Diogo Dallow. Diogo Dallow. Okay, he has for Yeah, the right back. I wasn't sure. Wasn't because they're loaning Ahmad out as well, aren't they? Ahmad, yeah. yeah, I think Ahmad's pretty much gone, but yeah. yeah. So, all three of us are a yes on that they are genuine title contenders? They'll, they'll definitely give the um, air yeah, push. I think they'll be, if not, I think second, I would put them at. I'd still put yeah. City up there. City will find their groove and find that maybe they can score. Good goal still. I think one of the most telling arguments on their behalf is that when we was watching the Arsenal Brentford game here the other night, the comment <laughs> that I made after the game was, or even during the later stages of the game was, it wasn't City, Liverpool, Chelsea. I said I could, t- I knew for a fact if this Man United was playing against Brentford, they'd be four 0 up by now. More yeah. than likely, yeah. And they, it's just, it's one of those things. It's um, just a <clears throat> mental thing, but yeah, they they've got a stronger mentality. For they sure. do what they did last season, and they just look terrible all game but they would win the game yeah they grind out a result and yeah. that, they've always been able to do that not so much obviously in recent years but you know they yeah. under Fergie that was one of their defining characteristics just let's we're shit but let's grind out a one and as we'll get into later they ain't going to get as many penalties penalties this season no no, no, no. we'll get into that that's a little surprise for later just to um, from a betting perspective as well I, I think United are actually probably the value in the outright market to win the league City are eleven to ten. Chelsea second favourite seven to two. Liverpool four to one. And get United at eleven to two, which I think is actually pretty decent if you think they really can can push City and Liverpool, which we've just discussed and we think they can. So yeah. Arsenal and Arteta. I think the tagline was actually Arteta out. I don't want to say Arteta out because mark. you know why. We can use that in the clickbait to get people to listen, but I am not about to sit here and debate if Arteta's going to leave Arsenal. No, um, I think it's too early. To Obviously, it's one game. You can't decide he's going to be out already. Brentford are probably, other than getting a City or a United early, they're probably the hardest game 
Arsenal could have looked for outside the top six eight teams. The Brentford game is nothing more than a f- like a firelighter. Yeah, it's first game back to yeah. fans. It's first game in Brentford's ground. First game in the Premier League for that club. You know, there's so many factors there that are just were so fired up and we weren't there has been a massive overreact- overreaction to this so far and it's not that Brentford weren't even that good Arsenal just didn't show up yeah there's been quite a lot of your fan base that have been Arteta out for a lot longer than yeah. before that game though I think people wanted to give him a, sum, a proper summer obviously come in during Covid times you know it's it's a weird it's a weird couple of years he's had as manager um so he's had the summer now to implement his ideas and unfortunately if we're going off that game it doesn't seem like he's got any ideas um, of he's just taking that game I'd, I think we're so boring to watch and we used game, to be yeah. so good to watch and I just would I don't care who it is I just want to play attacking football now I feel like it's important to note that you just called him the manager he is the manager but I think they've tried to make it quite clear he isn't the manager but they, they always they, call him the head coach uh, they, they promoted him to head coach didn't they they're basically saying he isn't running the football club he's coaching the football team he still picks the team and well, he I does don't coach. think he has as much of a say in transfers as anyone seems to think he does regardless of transfers I think there are a lot shitter teams in the Premier League who play a lot better football than us Brighton are terrible but they attack they go for it my, yeah, my you get chances as a neutral watching Arsenal now you're, you're just not the same team you used to be just you don't play you don't go for it you just don't you're not free flowing I don't know watching them against Brentford the other day you, see, you were like moving the ball well I thought you were passing it around it's nicely slow. Like, it's so it was slow. but yeah you, the, all the possession stuff's there but where's the yeah the desire to just go for it like you're the better team you've got the better players Smith, Smith Rowe was the only one who was and he, he got a lot of plaudits on, online for that he does look like the only person with a bit of drive in him. Um, obviously, Odegaard, here we go, confirmed tonight. So yeah. he, he was good for us at the back end of last year. Odegaard season. was great. And he's been getting so much stick today as Arsenal fans saying, oh, we've seen what he could do. He was he didn't get us into the top six, did he? But he signed in January. It's a tough, that's a tough guy. And then we were like third in the form charts for the second half of the yeah. season. Yeah, weren't you 11th when he joined? And then you finished eighth. He yeah. was top class and people aren't willing to recognise it because no. he isn't a new signing, quote-unquote. I think he's, he's the best signing we could have made. Um, obviously, he might have settled now. He's, it's not coming in completely to a fresh team. He knows what other people are like now. He knows where Pepe's going to run, so to speak. You know, like He can find people a lot easier. Um, he's adapted to the league, so he won't have that. You know, there's so many factors that make him such a good signing and the fact that we've got him for under the 60 million price tag which is what it would have been last January so yeah. there's so many so many positives about it and you know it's, it also means Smith Rowe isn't on his own it, you can't play Smith Rowe at all 50 games he's taking all your corners oh, Smith Rowe is essentially still like a player on the fringe he's developing Exactly, you can't. Same with Saka, really. Yeah, you, you rely, rely on these on players, and they will burn out. Yeah, which yeah, is why you you've got to you've got to rotate them. Even if you think, oh, Smith Rowe should play every game, Bukayo Saka, Smith Rowe, don't do it. Yeah, because they will regret it. They'll yeah. <clears throat> look what look what happened to Wayne Rooney. Just burn, as much of a good career he had, but by the time he yeah. got to twenty nine thirty, well, a player 
you won't realise suffered from murder says Fabregas yeah you know I didn't realise he was 32 I think the other year like last year yeah because we all think he's about 45 now he plays I thought he was older yeah he looks almost like he's 36 his legs are gone he doesn't hasn't got the legs to run anymore he was almost never present from 16 years old 16 to 29 because a lot of players can usually go from about 20 to 35 so you're taking his four years away uh, straight away and people won't want to hear it but those four years are harder on the legs than probably any yeah. year in your 20s yeah because yeah. your muscles are still developing at those yeah. ages you can go yeah it's those last years are 10 times more important as mm. well you've developed your game you know what you're doing if you've not got the legs you've you've lost so much in that time I feel like you struck a correct chord a minute ago when you started talking about how Odegaard knows where Pepe's going to run right and I, I wanted to say something but I didn't want to interrupt I you I don't even know where Pepe's going to run all the time <laughs> No, but that's the thing. You do. Everybody does. Yeah. Which is why they all drop back. Because yeah. we cannot do anything. As soon as the team sets up a base around the edge of that box, yeah. it's game over. Because we can't break them down. Yeah, that's what we were saying when we were watching yeah. the game, weren't it? When we, they started parking the bus, it's like you've 100%. got no I was, um, I was discussing it the other day with a couple of Arsenal fans, and one of them said that every other team in the league seems to have clear one-on-ones. Almost every game. Yeah. United City will have one, you know, a, an open chance, clean through almost, except for Arsenal. Yep. Arsenal, I don't know what it is. It might be it might be because we're moving too slow, and that is a big factor probably. But I cannot remember the last time an Arsenal player went clean through on goal. I think it's a it's a it's a configured game plan against of Arsenal. Premier League clubs now because they know we don't have we don't have. The, me, the Meza Ozil-esque <laughs> player who can pick the locks and find very small margins yeah. in and around an 18-yard box, which is actually what Odegaard brings to the table. Smart passing. I think, yeah, but Arteta's style, though, is it... I don't, I think I don't know style what his style just is. generally is not attacking. I think his best he, performance it was the Man City yeah. Cup game, weren't it? Which That's all well and good, but we part, can't... That was, in, that was incredible, but I've never seen Arsenal just go no. out and go for teams. I haven't seen that in... Years, that's not going like. to work against Burnley because unfortunately every time we kick it to them because we don't want the ball <laughs> they're going to kick it straight back because they don't want the ball but the you thing know, is there are teams that play without the ball better the thing is I bet it works this Sunday we, I, I would say our chances in this game are a lot better because when Chelsea start think. to bring the ball up forward then we are going to get in behind because we are Arteta knows how to play well on the counter attack Problem is Brentford are not going to let you counter attack. It's when yeah, I know it's when you're playing teams like Brentford and you're like expected to win. They're the games that are really tripping you up. Yeah, but. and um, unfortunately, back when we had Wenger, which everyone's saying we should never, um, we probably shouldn't. Uh, well, I think yeah, he yeah. he probably did have to go. It was on the decline. It was one of those things. But at least we played nice football, yeah. and at least we'd go and pump these new newly promoted teams, regardless Kieran, of how they play. Kieran Tierney, weekend is gone. Yeah. Most chances created in the Premier League. I could almost guarantee that because our, I can tell you exactly how Arsenal are going to play this weekend at some point they're going to pass it in the middle to Xhaka Xhaka's going to take 10 seconds pass it up the line to Tierney Tierney's going to beat a man cross it into no one yep. that's a chance created I think we had just because no one made the run two shots on target in that game and yeah, we had a lot of shots I think we had about 20 shots that's a, that's a big small Do you remember when we were we were watching it and we were like twenty shots? Like, <laughs> yeah, I actually don't remember half of them. Like, I remember so bad. Smith Rowe going through on goal at yeah. one point straight at the keeper. 
Pepe doing his standard. Um, Pepe came very close to scoring. It was actually a very good save. Down low, to the, down low in the bottom right. I was on about the um, his, his standard whip it from the edge of the Cut box. Cut on the left and uh, whip. Yeah, and wide. I and Robin <laughs> without talent. Yes. Going if back to the um, the Arteta out thing. Right, it's one game, right? Like that's one game. There is a big overreaction to it. Social media has been so toxic to your football. Then White's been thrown well. under the bus. Worse than anyone. That's but a ridiculous thing as well. He's a good player. You are realistically, you could finish August with zero points. Looking at your next oh, two fixtures, couldn't have got and then a worse it starts start. to look. You know, I th- yeah. Where do you go from there? I think if you're running Arsenal club, football club, you've got to be aware that these are two title contention teams coming up. You know, if you don't win these next two games, if you finish August without any points, it's not the end of the world. You have to play better. Yeah, you have yeah. to like be in it, be in the game, be willing to go for it and stuff. Like at the moment, it just is so defensive. It seems. Yeah, I mean, not ne- not defensive, but negative, like boring, like you said. Yeah, I. That's and on that point, if so to speak, Arteta was sacked by the end of this month, which would be ridiculous. Yeah. I would want someone like Graham Potter from Brighton or. Barker from Norwich I, I would want someone who knows the league but just plays nice football <laughs> I was just looking at Dan so yeah. just you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want Antonio Conte attra- we're not going to attract Antonio Conte yes we are and if we do I like, want Potter <laughs> he went for an interview at Spurs he did go for an interview at Spurs and then he went this is terrible isn't it yeah. yes Spurs. because they have no vision Daniel Levy basically told him we don't care what happens we don't give money and we don't care what happens we're going to tell him something a bit better than that we'll lie to him <laughs> But, but yes, we'll get him in right, the door. We'll have a lovely season, and then we'll be at, we'll be ten times worse for the next three. <laughs> what we're going to get relegated? I would. I, you'd be I surprised. So. Conte, we'd win the league, and that'd be brilliant. But he'd leave, <laughs> as he always does after it, and then we wouldn't be able to replace him well. All the players that have been good under him in his bloody three at the back system. Did you off. just say you'd win the league? Conte is unbelievable. Well, wouldn't you just take that though? At least when he can fuck yes, off after yeah. that. If you hire <laughs> Graham Potter, I just want us to play nice football. Dan. We have very well cemented ourselves as a mid-table side. We yeah, are a mid-table is... side. I just want us to play. No, he's That's a good manager. We aren't a mid-table with side. Terrible players. Players look better in that team than they do in Arsenal team. We're a we're a we're a side at literally the apex of our recovery if Brighton it's coming back now it's going to come back down we're going to come back down to reality and then it's going to push back on again if Brighton had a good striker they would be a lot higher up than people I don't doubt it but do you know what they don't have they don't have the fan base No, they don't have the the finances yes and they don't have the like the business structure to push on the way that we do it if we start to do things properly yes and he's doing not a bad job there and they play nice football that's what I'm saying if you can do so like you well, do I'm miracles sorry. at these clubs Norwich from all they did against Liverpool which was not great they created some chances they gave it a go and they played really nice football but everything you're talking about only ever works in theory what? I and I'll take that and if it goes tits up I'll have my hands up and say you just want them to have a go yeah I just want us to not be so boring I want us to attack. The last time I heard that, we pushed Arsene Wenger out the door. <laughs> yeah. Right, and my my take on it, and Arteta out specifically. This is there's no excuses this season now. Yeah, this, this is, is it. He's had a pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Like, almost like a free hit, I think. Yeah, and he, he came has. in. I stand like, with that. He takes. It was almost like a do what you want. He, it's his first like 
big job. Like he's going to take time to get it right, but it's done now. I've spent what's it, seventy six million on White Tavares and who's who's that other bloke? Lekonga. Just spent another thirty five yeah. million euros on Odegaard. And Odegaard on Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Right, he's made signings, you've spent money. It's it's now whatever. And I do think if you lose the next two games, like we're looking at the the next manager to leave their post market is even money, like in some places. Just as a as a closing statement, I don't believe that they're all his signings. No. Okay. Um speculation. I think there's a lot going on above him. Probably. We all know it. The clubs are shambles as well. He's tried to join the Super League. He's been brushed under the carpet, ain't it? But we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. We've big, been there. Big, big words from Brad. There's big problems at Arsenal. Like you said, Arteta to leave. I mean, it could happen, but yes. I think they'd really be throwing him under the bus to get him out early. It's too early. I, I would say we'll be back here revisiting this in three months if things don't go correctly obviously but yeah I think it'll be another three months before any before anyone any manager sacked yet so it's too early to say I mean it the one thing we can all say is that if we had a Baumyang and Lacazette against Brentford as bad as they have been last season I think we'd have been worse no, I don't I think we'd have, I think we'd have scored at least oh I just I think they're so they're and that's all. no slight on Balogun because he done a, he done what you'd expect of a player of his level to go out there and do. Yeah, it's not his fault really. Um, he done what he could, but at the end of the day, you know, I've I've watched Lacazette and Aubameyang play for the last two or three years, and it's never been brilliant. Uh, you've had you have your little moments. Obviously, there was the Chelsea game, unbelievable. City game, unbelievable. On the break, um, Aubameyang was the best player in the world, but against the Brentford side that press like that I think we're just gonna, we would have just been more, even more embarrassed because we'd have had two mega stars on the pitch as well we'll have to wait and see what happens we will we will indeed hi guys thanks for listening uh, please be sure to like us on Spotify and leave a review on Apple Podcasts obviously it is a lot more important than anyone realises and helps us a load thank you very much right next up we're going to have a look at the the rule changes for the upcoming season um, so I thought the easiest way to do it is I'll just go through each one one by one and we can obviously talk about like whether we've got any strong opinions on it you're the teacher we're the students exactly <laughs> the biggest one uh, I think the one that everybody would have heard about by now um, is the thicker lines from yeah, VAR yeah the wide lines yeah I'm, I'm aware for the offside specifically um, I think it'd be pretty unanimous that it's a good thing surely like mm-hmm. the attackers benefiting the attackers I do think I've heard a lot of praise from Mike Riley about it about him making the change I'm also, but I also kind of think like we saw how big of an issue it was very early in their season yeah, like, yeah I think it was it a not be a change p- a pooky one wasn't there <laughs> yeah it like, was bad but it also felt like they needed to give it a decent run before they just pulled the plug on it I think yeah they were always going yeah because if they pull the plug after three months, then it shows that we can pressure them into making more changes. Yeah. yeah. And also, in that same season, that team could, could be like, well, under these rules, we would have won yeah. that game. You know, exactly. there would be a lot of question marks. So you have to let the season. Imagine by. if the refs association rolled over in like six weeks because <laughs> it wasn't working. Then the, the, the top six, the alleged big six, are always going to be putting pressure on to put things back in their favour. Yeah, but I think it was so unanimous though, wasn't it? Like. 
Oh yeah, the we, teams oh, always. Oh, yeah. I remember always who was it? Who did that interview where he was like literally? He got robbed of a goal and he was. Was it? I think Danny, it was Char- I Charlie, Charlie Austin. Austin. Charlie Austin. Yeah. He was like <laughs> absolutely ruining the game and like and that's what everyone was saying. Like, he was right and he got fined for it. One yeah, of my favourite memes. That is. <laughs> yeah. it's, a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. But I think yeah, when it, when everyone's literally saying it and all the fans are saying it, I think maybe sometimes you can just sort of step in and you need to do something. And, he's, and to be fair to his credit, he's done it. And next season we're going to have thicker lines. Didn't they say though they're still measuring down from the armpit? Yes. I just want to interject. Which is a bit controversial in my opinion. Still, that um, you said there was a lot of praise for Mike Riley. I didn't really look online, but I was watching it, and I couldn't help but notice that he looked a lot more like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> He did. he did no I yeah. didn't uh, not necessarily online more just than the pundits and yeah. like Gary a lot, saying a lot of people were very very complimentary of him but I couldn't take him seriously you calling him the Dark Lord I thought he was the Dark Lord yes he did um, just say his name out loud as well so he who should not be named so he yeah. who must yeah yeah but yeah we're not going to see toenails <laughs> although we might still see armpits if I'm if I'm understanding the rules correctly. I think it will be um what I've heard is it will be benefit the doubt for the striker, so striker advantage, which is which what is, we all want. Yeah, people want goals. You want to see goals. You don't want to see goals disallowed. But when I was reading through the rulings, a couple of things that they're still not making clear enough is, in my opinion, is well, they might think it is clear enough, but I don't think it is. Is that when a striker goes through on goal, say he's about thirty yards out, right? The linesman is instructed to only flag offside if he's one hundred percent confident that it is offside. Right, right, but still, it seems like some referees, some linesmen, are doing it more than others. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you've you've either got to do it, you've either got to let every situation play out, or no situations play out. I yeah. think if I was a linesman, I would just let I wouldn't call off. I I doubt everything. What, yeah, I just wouldn't call. Yeah. Speed. I'd be like, well, I'll just let it go to VAR. Because if you put your flag up and put and get it wrong, and it's marginal and it costs that side a goal, then we. You, then you should there should be a, there should be punishment. Yeah, because with video assistant referee, if you let it go, you haven't necessarily made a exactly. mistake yet. You know, if you let it go and they're marginally offside, it can still be ruled out. If you flag, will player stopped, um, and you know if he is onside, you have cost that team an, a big chance. Luckily, so. not all referees do it. No, I, I probably would agree with you that they just all let them all play out. <laughs> yeah. But it's so annoying when I know I hate watching football and I can see from here that a player is about six yards offside mm. and they let him have a shot and then he'll go and collect the ball because the keeper saved it and then he'll flag. <laughs> We're in the perfect view though, do you know what I mean? We have got oh, yeah. the bird's eye view. Yeah, yeah. no, that is true. <clears throat> I think there's always that argument as if they let the play go and he's clearly offside there might be like a injury or something that leads from yeah. it and that what's like, the next rule the next rule in captain this is uh, taking you a long time to find so is it, it penalties is it the handball it's handball just, there's a lot of uh, there's a yeah. lot of talk about armpits and offsides is it the handballs it's the handballs yeah handballs in the run up to goal I think I saw a couple this week that would have been given last yeah. season it is only they've changed the definition haven't they it has to be directly in the run up to goal doesn't it yeah in the so build up yeah. so if there's if there's a handball that still leads directly to a goal scoring opportunity or the player scores the goal itself 
that would still be classified as handball. So it's only in the build-up that they're not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd look at any handball. In it. So they, there was one game where they went back to like the yeah, oh, the, 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 back, yeah, the, yeah the, was where the handball was. the opposition box exactly. It, no, like if if one of your defenders wins the ball back, there's an accidental handball in the corner. Well, I think what was it, Declan Rice, when he steamed through. Yeah, against. because it was still the same phase of play. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was always absurd, back. really, wasn't it? That's like that's nitpicking to the extreme to cancel goals. Yeah, yeah. that's what it you're look, you're trying to cancel. You're goals trying to cancel yeah. goals out. Exactly. Do, what people don't want is goals to not be cancelled. It's hard mm. enough to see a team score a goal. Believe me, I'm an Arsenal fan. All right, I don't want to see them chalked off for stupid. And it's also, also it's like the least, the less things to worry about in terms of from a diff, slightly different angle but like the live supporter yeah. so you're at the ground oh yeah yeah that's, that's obviously we're all, they're all back now you don't want to be sat in the stands worrying as much as you were seasons past about if the goal's going to stand or not yeah. the less things we put in the way of those goals being ruled out the better haven't they 100%. said as well that they're not going to some of the decisions won't actually be shown on TV yeah and it'll just be like, I think that's decision. the right thing to do it is and it isn't can't. because you get like you said the fans that if it's marginal some people are always going to see it different than other people yeah it's all open to interpretation isn't it and two sets of different fans are always going to argue about where, if it was black or blue yeah but again the handball ones are positive I think like it was stupid yeah right. 100% so at least they're trying to move in the right direction uh, the next one's the penalty the change to the penalties um, yeah a as a record high penalties last season wasn't 125 it? it was penalties. I was I was leaving it open to you two then because we made a little joke about it earlier that yeah, I was going to cram it in that's why uh, Dan just waiting to crack that one liner in there yeah. about penalties last season were a joke <laughs> every game there was a penalty essentially Pretty Man much. United got a penalty after the final whistle yeah which is a fucking joke that was very entertaining though it was it, it was, it was, is, it was uh, fun to watch I'll this isn't WWE yeah <laughs> it's I, the Premier League keep, it, like to, keep it professional do you know what I mean I'd like to say that I thought there was a few penalties this weekend and they weren't given so obviously where we've been oversaturated with penalties exactly it's going to take a while for yeah. all the fans to understand because there was one in the Leeds game I think it was quite late on Tyler Roberts went through took a, took a touch and he um, crossed part like Maguire oh yeah yeah, yeah I saw that and every year right, other um, year yeah I'm saying Stonewaller the best they look oh, yeah. at it and it's consequence and stuff like that yeah exactly Yeah, the best update I saw when I was reading through the things was that if a player like you said looks to initiate contact or if he sees contact and he and he, <clears throat> he sort of guides himself into it so it takes so he goes down heavier to win the penalty they're basically saying they're going to take all that into consideration now Harry so, Kane's fucked yeah basically yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> but no like the best point possible <laughs> In my opinion, for this, maybe because I'm an Arsenal fan, David Luiz against Wolves, yes. right? He clips that. that what's his name? William Jose. William Jose. He kicks David Luiz's knee. Yeah. David Luiz knows nothing about it. He goes down because there's contact. They're basically saying it's in the rules. Did it's he a get sent off. Yeah. yeah he did. Which was absolute bollocks. <laughs> I'll read it word for word anyway. What it says here. So this season, referees should not only establish whether there is clear contact, but whether it had enough of a consequence in order to award a penalty and whether the player used the contact to try to win a foul or a penalty. That does sound to me like Harry Kane's going to 
Yeah, Harry Sutler. Kane probably Bru- don't buy him. City. Bruno, <laughs> Bruno Fernandez, Mo Salah, all those players look for contact in the box. Harry po- Kane is really good at it. <laughs> yes. Well, he ain't gonna get away with it no more. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite quite exciting. Um, I don't know if it's there on your little rule book. Mm. See, but I've seen a lot of people saying that referees are taking a um a more lenient view on a lot of things. That's yeah, that's basically the the long and short of it. So a lot of the nitpicky fouls that you I well I I'm so used to again it's been oversaturated. Um and just not being given like a player just get trying to go just going down for the sake of it to win a foul mm. to get pressure off his team sort of thing is not being given anymore. And that was quite nice to see over the yeah. thing. Obviously it's brilliant for the league it made it so much better to watch but I hated it because I like betting on cards well it's quote unquote isn't it a step in the right direction yeah I was not a fan of Tanganga's uh, 15, Tanganga, yeah, 15 final warnings um, and there was a few that I think that's a foul by McGinn give him a card yeah. give him a card but 18 stone Ray in the yeah. boozo has been watching footy for 30 years he's buzzing Oh yeah, but all fans should be buzzing because it does make it funner to watch. And, it, and players are, if you're if you're fouled, you've been fouled. If in you're Sun- trying to win a foul in Sunday League, right? Yeah, that Jaffet Tanganga <laughs> foul. Yeah, that's you, he's let that's, him know he's there. That's standard procedure. <laughs> first five. That's what the, that's what they would have Get said to him in early. the change rooms. Yeah. Let him know you're there. Smash through him. Yeah, and that's exactly what he's done. And do you know what? That's football. Yeah, if you do seven of them, you deserve a card. But he only hit five, so I'll give him that. <laughs> so basically, yeah, card betting in the Premier League is probably fucked. It's not I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, but the fans are back though, so I think that adds a be fine, yeah, element. Pressure on the refs, and obviously obvious ones. There were a few, like Todd Cantwell scything down someone that, after that, that, running the whole way back. That was funny. Definite booking. Yeah, there was a few. I enjoyed there was that. There's still a few cards this week. He my... gave it away, didn't he? he made a mistake. Yeah. He was like, oh, God, I've got a ref. Fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Just much. Took and him out. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. In my opinion, funnel your card betting money into La Liga. Oh, oh always. Because Juan Foyf, all of the uh, <laughs> the usual suspects started off in the in the most absolutely. Stefan Savic was quiet, wasn't he? <laughs> did he not get booked? <laughs> How did he go through that game without yeah, a card? I looked through through. I was looking through the games. I didn't put any bets on any of the cards, and I just kept thinking, oh, of course, he I always didn't. gets booked. He always gets booked. He always gets booked. Yeah. I was like, they've all been sent off. All you the really number one have targets have all been sent in. off. The, the Dennis Suarez, Marcus Lorente two to one double yeah. was uh, a. <laughs> That's generous. Banker. That is generous. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. La Liga, Syria, they're two leagues. That, if I'm card betting, they're two leagues that I'll be looking at. Unfortunately, because I've watched a lot of Premier League, I won't be able to help myself. <laughs> And I will have still have a few juicy doubles. So is that it for the the updates? Yeah, I was just going to say. I think what it sounds like to me with the VAR changes is, if say for example, Kane does buy a penalty, yeah, and it goes to VAR, and they look at it and they'll go, "There's not enough to change it," even though he's bought it. Like the ref's decision will stick with it. I think they'll actually overturn it this season. Oh, that's good because they're saying, "I hope he's initiated the contact." That's enough to overturn it. Yeah. So I, I do think hope it's a good that. Thing. The um, refs do use the monitors yeah. because I know there was a few this season already in the first game who didn't just do it like they did at Euro 2020. Just, just use the fucking they monitors, man. So basically, what Mir is saying, and he's said it a few times now, is Harry Kane. Yeah, you're Harry fucked. Kane you're fucked, fucked, lad. Oh, I was just using him as an example. There's there's plenty of players you can. Well, you're throwing you him under the bus, Salah. haven't you? But Harry Kane, you're fucked. Harry Kane, yeah, specifically. Pick Mir winner. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I've kept it fairly simple. I've there's not much re- uh, data to go on for this season, so I've just gone for the game that Mike Dean's got. <laughs> A I'm standard. Sticking to yellow cards because that's what pick me a winner is. Uh, Liverpool v Burnley. I think it's Saturday. Saturday. Midday Saturday. Nobody knows when Liverpool getting, Burnley is. Getting no help. Sunday, but getting no help from the co-hosts. It's it's one day this weekend. It is Saturday. Midday Saturday. It's midday the early kickoff. kickoff. Ooh. You could be up money early doors. So the double is Matt Loughton. <laughs> just saying his name makes you laugh. And Joel Matip at thirty three to one. Uh, I was lo- I was looking a bit back through the head-to-head history and stuff like that, and actually Liverpool centre packs have got a real, real tendency to pick up yellows against Burnley. Okay. I think that's probably because they've got like Ashley <laughs> Barnes and like the the most combative forwards. Yeah, they're bastards. So I think yeah, it could get a little bit scrappy. Um, and Loughton he's renowned for yellow cards. He's a shit house up against some tricky so wingers. S- sorry, where did you say best prices? Uh, it was. Be- I want to say I think it was the only price I don't think there was any prices okay Betfair 33 to 1 you can obviously keep an eye on it because there'll be more prices yeah so everyone make sure to keep an eye on the prices for that but it seems like a very good bet thanks a lot for that Chris Um, no worries I had a look obviously I know yeah okay no Craig Baker's throwing his hat into the ring go on we love to see it not in this game I've gone for I was actually looking at a different game Uh, the Newcastle uh, versus Aston Villa game Uh, David Coote's in charge of it and he's not the worst to get in terms of refs and I was looking at not obviously as good as Christian's bet there <laughs> but uh, it was Federico Fernandez and John McGinn at 16 to 1 I do and they are players. two players who were quite friendly with the refs last year mm. so it's not out of the realms and two shit house teams so. I like it and stop me if I'm wrong who out of the two of you did win a card bet on the opening weekend Cray? Did I? Did you? I you did. Know. You I sat right did. there. Did I? Oh, yeah, no, oh, you did. Oh, yes, I yeah. did. In La Liga. Brilliant times. Do I don't Doesn't he remember? remember? That's how little why. money means to him. Not sure why he needed to throw that in there. No, no thank though. you. Yeah, I did win him. So no, thank you for for uh, for speaking out and giving us another little prize there, mate. That's appreciate right. that. I'd just, I'd just like to keep people interested. Well, I think that's the end of the show. Thank you both for all of your opinions. Do you know what? It's been good to be back. We're recording in person. Last year was mainly remote recording. We're all together and it's been a good laugh and uh, I hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. Adios.